DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weaved. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. You've been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. We log into everything. Awesome. So right, we can make... We can make fun of everyone this week because it's just us. Because Danny's got a pack because I'm going on a trip. Me. Me. I'm Danny. Me. You're peeking really hard again. Am I? I wonder if it's the mic. Well, I'm recording now, so. It was just on the uh, uh, the mockery tone. Me. <laughs> I didn't turn it down. Awesome. I have a three-day weekend coming up. I'm very excited. Oh, I have a four-day weekend. Don't forget the me. Me. I have a four-day weekend. Me. Yeah, mine starts now. Yay. Ah. So, um, go ahead. So, we're getting geared up for a big, long... um, what could potentially be a year, year and a half long D&D campaign. And we just created our characters and sent in our backstories. I want in on that. I'm great at backstories. <laughs> so it's pretty fun. Um, our DM DMs like several groups. So he handpicked people who are like heavier our peers and brought mm-hmm. us all together. So so I just saw today, and I'm really excited. I didn't even know this was a thing. There is a new video game coming out called Dune Awakenings. And yes, it is based on Dune. And I signed up to be one of the beta testers. Oh, fun. So I'm hoping that they'll pick me and I can play it before anyone else and see how buggy it is. And <laughs> Your game is awesome, but it sucks. <laughs> Fix yeah, I know, Ryan's. Shit. Ryan's waiting for whatever is coming out for the DLC that's coming out for um, Cyberpunk. There's DLC for Cyberpunk? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go back into that world. It was a <laughs> slog. It was it was such a slog. And then, like, once I got into it, like, it went, like, super fast. Like, like I got the game and loaded it up, and it was so buggy that I, like, I think I shelled it for, like, almost a year. Mm-hmm. And then when I came on, it had like a huge update. I updated it and then it played fine. I had no problems. So then I watched a bunch of videos and, and got myself char- my character leveled up so I could actually do something. And then I beat it in like a week. I was like, oh. Well, now what? <laughs> well, from what Ryan has told me, because he's played through it several times and he <laughs> you can be different things and there's different endings so he's gone through all the scenarios and all the stuff so he's like he says the replayability is pretty good but i 
am probably likely never to play it. So I, I have no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a slog. I don't know if it's like I love the concept of it, but I don't think I don't think it was a game that was really well executed. You know what I mean? Well, there was also a lot of pressure from the fans to just get it out. We want it now. And no matter how much the developers were like, it's not ready, it's not ready. So I kind of put that on a lot of people um, and the probably the execs who were just pressuring them to just get it the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. So, they should not have started advertising it when they did. They should have held off probably another year. Yeah. Because like know. it's fine to be like, hey, this is in development. This is our vision for it. But you know and then keep updates but like don't advertise something at that it's ready to go when it's not yeah yeah and that it's one of the the things with game development you know like it mm -hmm. it, it takes when they release a game like say grand theft auto when they released five they were already well into six mm -hmm. like getting that developed so six is not that far away another couple of years although there there are some games coming out that i am super excited for so uh the first one is i i'm not sure what it's called right off the top of my head but it's by the same people who did skyrim bethesda so it's it sounds like it's skyrim in space in um, space you gotta say it right <laughs> in <laughs> space there you um, go <laughs> um bethesda uh bethesda is responsible for all the fallout games and all the elder scrolls games that's pretty much their their bread and butter so um i have i have so much faith that they're going to put out a great game the other one i'm really looking forward to or the two other ones uh, the first one is called Skull and Bones, and it's by the same company who does Assassin's Creed. It is okay. essentially, from what I saw, it is essentially Assassin's Creed 4, but more focusing on the piracy stuff rather than the Assassin's Creed, which is awesome. The only problem is it's a lot of fun to climb a mast and uh, air assassinate uh, another pirate <laughs> on their own boat. <laughs> Ryan thinks I would like Assassin's Creed. I think you'd like Assassin's Creed. Um, you just got to be careful because so, some of them are awful. Um, mm -hmm. the The entire Ezio collection, uh, <clears throat> the three three games in that series, is awesome. Uh, three's good. It's got some flaws, but it's good. Four is amazing. Um, and then they kind of they kind of shit the bed for a while. And then I guess Origins is good. I didn't play it, but I am loving Valhalla. Valhalla mm -hmm. is Assassin's Creed Vikings. So as oh. someone who is not much of a gamer, I absolutely adored and still want to go back and play. But I just, I don't know why. I just don't sit down and play games. It's just not. It's not your thing. I was, it it really isn't, but um, at the height of my depression, when I first lost my job, I sunk like a hundred hours into uh, the Wild Hunt. Fucking loved it. I love the Witcher game. Oh my gosh, it's so fun to me. I'm at like just under level a hundred. I have so many builds, and I'm like, yeah, I just love it. So, as someone who loves that game, what are like three recommendations that you would give me 
who loves the wild hunt. So I also have the Witcher and um, I tried to play it and it's one I have to go back to and, and give it a, a fair chance. But at the time that I played it, it wasn't, it wasn't like the right fit. Um, so my guess is you really like, like the fantasy type games. So I would definitely suggest Skyrim. Okay. Skyrim is epic. And write these down. Um, uh, Skyrim is one of those games that uh, you can get mods for. I'm going to assume you play on PC. Yes. So, yeah, you can get a lot of mods on PC and make the game even better. So um, I currently have it. It's kind of cool because they allow it for Xbox. So I have mods in Xbox. I have Game of Thrones weapons. Oh, fun. <laughs> so I'm running around with long claw, you know, uh, hacking stuff up. Um, but I also have, there's a mod that there's this amazing castle up on this mountain and it's, it's huge and it's just mine. And I filled it with cheese. Don't ask. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely Skyrim. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think here. Um, See, I don't do a lot of fantasy games. Well, think um, more like, um, I think for me, it was more the open world and like lots so, of options to do lots. And I like to collect things. <laughs> so I would recommend then uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a really long game. There's tons to do. And it's, you've got your story missions, you've got your side missions, or you can just wander. Mm -hmm. You can just go be a cowboy or girl, whatever you're thing is um you get a horse you get a bond with your horse uh you can go hunting or fishing uh there's some if you do the online stuff which uh i do with with danny and travis sometimes uh and, and we just have our characters and we'll just go hunt or we'll go make um uh, uh spirits we'll make liquor and then sell it um, it's a really fun game. And even if you just stay in the story based stuff, it's really long, especially if you're trying to do everything. Cause even like you've got the, the main story, which is pretty long. Then you've got all kinds of side quests, but then there's all kinds of fun stuff to see at, at one point in the game, there's a cabin you find that's got all kinds of just desecrated bodies. If you stay in there until midnight, a UFO comes. <laughs> so um there's a viking graveyard Cowboys versus aliens <laughs> there's a there's a viking graveyard there's uh you can find bigfoot skeleton fine um, which i've actually found is kind of creepy um yeah that's a great game um yeah most of the games i play are, are open world because i i as much as i like a good story i do like being able to just kind of go off on my own and and do stuff um the one i've been playing a lot again lately is no man's sky um and that's just like a space exploration thing uh you can get all kinds of different ships you can uh, uh harvest all kinds of stuff and the cool thing about no man's sky is the servers are so big that you will never ever get to every planet there is because yeah, you start in like one galaxy and there's like thousands of planets. But if you get to the galactic core, you move on to the next galaxy. 
And I don't know how many galaxies they have, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and again, it's like a no pressure game. You just kind of mm-hmm. wander around and do stuff. I mean, there's <laughs> some story stuff, but I mean, you can just explore the universe. You can take on pirates. Uh, I have my own fleet of freighters now and they go off and do missions Why I piss off the sentinels. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I will take those under advisement. I think for me, the hardest thing is um, I'm in my office and in this chair, which is like kind of dead. So it hurts my ass sitting in it all day. Um, Do you need a butt donut? I, probably, you know, my, <laughs> like this chair just hurts my butt. Cause it's, it's so like all the, the metal parts are starting to like stick out the sides. Cause it is a gamer chair, but it's like, it was a hand me down and it's, it's old and falling apart. Um, but I also chair. don't, yeah, when I have the money, <laughs> I also don't like being like, I'm at a desk all day. I'm at a computer all day with my, you know, with my job and in my office, I just don't like being sequestered to one room after work. Like I, I don't like writing at my desktop. Mm-hmm. I'll go out to the living room, put on like some trashy TV and I'll write on my laptop. Cause I just don't like, I mean, I love my office. I like being in here, but it's after work. I don't like being in here after work. Yeah. See, and, and that's the, one of the problems I, I have with, working from home is because your home is your office and you know i like going to a building because then it's easier to separate work and home you know See, i love working Plus, i get home. super distracted <laughs> <laughs> i love working from home um i really really do but it's just being in the same room past that is like uh so like when i was unemployed it was a little easy it was easier to be in here and be like all right this is where i'm getting stuff done so i'm being productive whatever but then having to move all that stuff I was being productive with to the end of the day yeah, and still be in the same place, just the opposite end of the room. It's just like, I need to be out of here for a little bit. So, yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. So what is the next video we're going to see from Ryan squared? <laughs> um, Actually, the next one is going to be Reign of Blood Slayer. Or whatever that song is. Yeah, Raining that's right. Blood. Raining Blood, yep. And then um, probably Christina Aguilera. We have a live video and then Band Made. And then we did a Motorhead, but it wasn't, it didn't, like the video was just bad. Um, it looked more like a fan edit, so we don't think we had the right video or we didn't get a link to the right video. So we're going to redo some Motorhead. And then, yeah. So I've got one for you to do. <laughs> I will. I, I'll pull up my list. <laughs> you should see. This list I, is growing ever. I really, I, I meant to do this. And uh, I've got just a ton of bands. And probably you've got some of those bands on your list, but I was reminded of them today and I felt really bad because um, it's one I love and had tickets to see. And then uh, 2020 happened and it was like, I think the first time they were coming to Portland ever. So I was super excited. They were going to play in a little club and I was going to get like right up front because one of the singers, I say one of, cause there's three, one of the Mm -hmm. singers is super sexy. Um, the others are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But the band, um, I'm not sure where they're from. I want to say Netherlands, but it might be wrong. Uh, the band is called Amaranth. Amaranth. Okay, we have had them recommended to us. Okay, good. Because they're amazing. But we have not listened to them yet. So any specific songs? Um, I'll have to think about it. Like figure out mm-hmm. what I think is their best. But um, another one you might like, and I think Ryan might like it too. And it's the band is called Battle Lore. Battle Lore. I don't think we've had them. Okay. Uh, the song you should get. It's not their best, but the video for it is fucking amazing. I thought it was a. I thought it was a trailer for a movie. <laughs> That's um, how I felt about Deutschland from Rammstein, and I was like, "This is incredible looking." <laughs> yeah, uh, the song is called "Journey to Undying Lands," and it looks. I swear to you, it looks like it should be a movie, like the awesome. greatest fantasy movie ever. I have, and then that you realize, oh. Rex it's it's a band (laughs) we should be recording more this weekend actually so i'll try to uh be like hey ryan let's do some of these guys because we still have to do um we still have to do my favorites and plush 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 my favorite ones are your 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 double blinds where neither of you know those are my favorite ones (laughs) those are fun (laughs) that's why i'm suggesting all the ones i am because it's like i don't think they're on ryan's radar yep and um we have herkimer and tomb which is one of his friends bands on our list for like we keep saying like okay keep these guys in in the foreground so we have those links but we are waiting until more people can see it well you're up to a thousand that's pretty good so i'll take that (laughs) (laughs) i will take a thousand um so uh, the reason I brought that up is because uh, before I left work today, I was uh, not wasting time on YouTube. <laughs> not at all. Um, and um, one of uh, the guitar players I follow uh, had some news. Uh, she is this tiny little uh, gal. I think she's Brazilian, but she lives in Germany. Like she doesn't have a German accent at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, uh, she was talking about, uh, this other guitar player who I also love and she is amazing. Um, and it turns out that her band came to Berlin. So the first guitar player whose name is Noella, I can't, I'm not even going to attempt her last name cause it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, she follows, uh, uh this gal called Sonia Anubis and her band Cobra Spell. And so apparently Cobra Spell comes into uh, Germany. They'd been kind of following each other um, because that's what musicians do. And so they met at the the concert. Uh, Noella went to the concert, met the band. It was a great concert. And then apparently uh, what I didn't know is Cobra Spell was looking for a new guitar player. Hmm. So after meeting... Uh, Sonia yes. and the rest of the band and stuff. She kind of just went, Hey, <laughs> at the play. same time though, Sonia went, Hey, <laughs> so she, they went through the audition and I'm so happy for uh, everyone because 
two of my favorite YouTube guitar players are now in a band that's touring the world that's together. Awesome. Uh, and I got to see a little bit of the live stuff and it looks great. And apparently Cobra Spell replaced their singer because they've got a female singer now. So they went all female, which I was actually really surprised when their album came out. I was like, there's all these females and then there's a dude singing. <laughs> um, so, so that's awesome. So Cobra Spell is another band for you guys to. I wrote it down. Um, that's exciting. Oh, that's so fun. I think um, like when talented people can put egos aside and recognize other talent and be like, hey, let's do this together. Let's have some fun. Let's make some magic. That's when you get those, some of the best stuff. Well, and it's so funny, too, because YouTube is now kind of become the new like it used to be you had to move to a city and, and join a band and become popular. But YouTube is now like the the international place. And it's not it's not just for bands that are forming, but it's bands are forming on YouTube because Plush formed on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was the gals all kind of came together from their own YouTube channels and got together and started making music which i think is awesome uh i think the same thing with cobra spell i think those gals all got together through youtube and formed a band and now again because now noelle is part of it and she's been on youtube for a while um although she doesn't post as much she's kind of moved over to um um uh, not tiktok um the other instagram one. no uh, twitch oh okay uh so she does a lot of streaming there she posts on youtube but she doesn't post as much musically as she used to uh which kind of sucks because i i miss seeing her uh play um but i think it's i think it's funny that now that all these uh you know youtube is now the place to find talent for your band or whatever you know I mean, maybe you'll People be are getting coming. signed off of YouTube too. It's oh crazy. yeah. Plush, plush got signed. Yeah. Uh, the warning got signed. Um, Cobra spell got signed. All these bands got signed because they were being noticed on YouTube and they were getting, you know, huge, huge follow followings. So I don't think it's going to be long before you and Ryan are now music critics. <laughs> we're just for funsies, music critics <laughs> Well, now, but when you get paid for it, well, it, technically we are getting paid for it. So it's what's fun about or what's interesting. I can't I shouldn't say fun, but it's just like um, ads on videos. So that is one of the best ways to support people that you like. And this is something that I learned a while ago, especially when it comes to doing like radio hour stuff and, um, you know, making sure we got all the keywords together for Homestead, all the keywords together for like mine and Ryan's videos and, my, you know, so um when you're monetized and you can put ads on videos, um, I can choose to put ads on ones that are accepted because it is copywritten material. So Mm -hmm. we are not eligible. We can only do, um, a tiny handful of videos. Well, that are monetarily eligible, um, or eligible for monetization. So (laughs) watching the ad, all the way through is a big help to people that you, to people that you subscribe to. I pay for the premium. So, which actually gives a bigger cut to people. So I'm just like, cool, I'm doing my part. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, I don't like ads. So I do skip, but I I always place a skippable ad. 
YouTube can choose to put an ad wherever they want. So anything that's not skippable, YouTube has put that on there. And I think they can put ads on ones that I can't monetize. Oh, I haven't tested that theory yet, but if there's a video that I can't monetize, YouTube can still put ads on it. I don't know. So, but I won't make money off of that. I think YouTube will though. <laughs> so I, since, um, uh, the guys at world wars, or world wars, uh, all <laughs> things Z yeah. have kind of, um, I don't, I don't know what's going on with them, but there hasn't been a new video from them for a while. Uh, and I used to, at the end, I used to put uh, recommended videos. So I'm going to start putting Ryan Squared videos on. Aww, Not that you guys need the help, but I am very much like, I want to support people I know. I want their channels to grow. Um, I say put links in the description is going to be more effective than putting it on the end screen. Because you want the end screen for your stuff, uh, because that will boost your algorithm. Um so just, you know, links in the description for others. So like for Radio Hour, we have friends of and we link mm -hmm. um, we and then we link from there. But if you have if you hey, are putting Radio Hour should link Homestead. Do we? I think I thought we did. I think our Double viewership check. would be a lot higher if you did. Oh, I see. <laughs> Instead of 43 subscribers, um, we might have 45. I think, um, I don't know if I did. I know that you guys are, I know that Not Another Podcast is listed as a friend of Radio Hour on our website, but mm -hmm. I will double check and make sure to put that on our YouTube because I go in and I have to reformat our descriptions uh, because it automatically uploads from um, uh, Libsyn. Uh, so they'll automatic and then it'll just pull that formatting. That formatting is trash. So I have to go back in and reformat everything. <laughs> I will double check and make sure. Because I know we have a friends of. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I just want to get up to where we have enough that I can stop using, you know, the their title. I want to use my title. It'll mm -hmm. be easier to send people to the page. You know, because I've tried posting like uh, boosting listenership on reddit but it's hard to put the title in and sometimes i put the the link in and people come back it's like it's not working you know really because i i post homestead on reddit as well um and i haven't had that issue yeah i've had a few people like hey it's not working mm -hmm. so i don't know i don't understand but you know <laughs> technology i'm i'm hoping it takes off because we're almost done with three full seasons and that's enough for people to like really binge on while we're getting new episodes mm -hmm. ready. You know, sure. it'll be like 33 plus episodes, 33 full episodes and then like some vignettes. And I've been really lax on the vignettes these past two seasons because I haven't really had much. Um, but I think next season, I know for sure we will have one vignette and I'm hoping to get maybe a couple others. Uh, for for next season one of the things i want to do i want to do a full episode that's not uh canon um mm -hmm. and and i've talked with like Travis. what if no it, it's actually it would be set before the first episode and it was the the idea is to just get make it sound like different news shows talking about the virus so we can kind of watch oh, the whole okay. evolution into yeah. through news stories that'd be so, fun yeah, and uh, 
what I'd really like, because we do have not access, but we do have the ability to ask uh, actual news anchors. But the more I, th- I think about it, I think it would be fun and it would be kind of it would be fun for everyone to kind of take on a new character and you could be, you know, uh, uh, Betsy Knightley, you know. <laughs> but we also talked about also doing not just news reports, but also like uh, news commentaries. So it's like, you know, the pundits talking mm-hmm. with political mm-hmm. figures and arguing over it. And I thought it'd be really fun to have like, so like early on, you have this one guy just talking about, you know, it's just garbage. It's more trash from the left. And then later on, that same guy is saying, no, we really need to get this, you know, and the, the guy going, but you said six months ago, this is not the time or place to make a political stand. I just thought it would be Stop funny. politicizing what I was saying. That's not what I meant. It'd be holding up a mirror to the media oh, right yeah. now, you know. I like it. So, so yeah, that's something I might uh, work on here pretty soon. Because if I'm going to do it, I want to do it between the two seasons. Um, so... I, I need to sit down and, and really look at it. I've got some written. I just need to like really sit down and format it and, and figure out where the breaks are and stuff. And, and I kind of want to get our characters in there a little bit. So like, it, it might be like background news that we bring to like the a snippet of their life beforehand. Yeah. Like each, each news story would start with one of the characters doing something. And then, you know, it, it if it were like a movie or something, it would like start with like the bigger scene and our main characters would do something, then go off and the camera would, you know, focus in on the television. So you can watch that. That's how I kind of want to do it. So I got to figure out how, how to, and I think it's probably just playing with volume and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's kind of where, where I want to go with it. So I got to sit down write the script and see if it works and, and tweak it and stuff. But yeah, I think it'd be really fun for everyone to like, Hey, I play this character and then I also play this news character, you know. <laughs> um, I did have the opportunity to meet our uh a fan this past weekend. Oh. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was great because I mean she was really well not just she, they is uh I met Danny's mom. Oh. <laughs> uh Super nice lady, but man, was she fangirling over everything. And she was like throwing out her theories on why she Cute. thinks people are certain ways. And I was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because <laughs> I, I can't it. tell you anything. Thanks, um, Danny's mom. <laughs> so, but yeah, she was really mad at me for what Fox is doing. So I was like, ah, I'm doing Who things isn't? right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're doing it right when people are upset. Yeah. And she was like really mad. She's like, what is wrong with him? Well, actually, she said, what is wrong with you? So so many things. We we don't have time to discuss it. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So, yeah, that was fun. So are you getting, um, um, I know like a lot of times when we have like, one-on-one episodes we do talk a lot about the creative process has your creative process changed at all in this okay so it's so funny so i kind of took a little bit of break writing homestead um because i got an idea Um, (laughs) and um travis 
Travis and Danny, as usual, kind of help nurture it. So I wrote a Western. Oh, yeah. I read. Yeah. You sent it to me. Oh, so you sent me the first part. Yeah. It's finished. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a little breathing room and then I'm going to go back and kind of, you know, flesh it out and and, uh, alter it and stuff. But uh, first draft is finished. Um, Yeah, because I have early draft uh, just the first couple pages. Yeah, no, it's it's done. It's like 93 pages right now. Yay! Six chapters. And it is book one of three. So the idea is to get the other two books done and that will be a novel. Are you going to self-pub? I think so. If I can finish it, I think I'm going to. Um, But yeah, so the the saga of the Brothers Floater, uh, book one of what I hope will be a very long series, uh, Travis and I sat down and actually planned their death. (laughs) So I I know how to end it if it goes that long. Um, So... uh, so what happened was when I started writing that, um, it just kind of took over. And and for the first time, I didn't do an outline. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I knew was that I want it done in six chapters. Because I, I want it to be kind of a short story because it's part of a collection. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the only caveat I put was that it has to be six chapters. And I knew like, okay, first two chapters are setting up. Second two is, is, you know, act two and then act three. Um, so that's all that I had. And then I knew I had to hit certain things in the story. So it was, it was like writing the first chapter was, this is the table setting. This is where I introduce the characters. This is where I give all the background, all of it right here. Um, so then when I move on, it's now focusing on the brothers. So the first book is basically one chapter of background, five chapters of full story. And I was really like, when I finished, I was like, I have not been prouder of anything save for Homestead than I am of this right here. It's funny and it's heart wrenching. Oh, am I so excited? So. Again, it's first draft. It's not great, but there's a lot of potential in it. And for me to say that, because I'm so self-deprecating and I'm my own worst critic and everything, I actually finished it. It was like, if I let this breathe for a bit and come back and reread it, I'm going to change a bunch of stuff. But I think largely the core of the story is there. Yeah. (laughs) So I put it aside. I was like, okay, I need to start working on Homestead again. And I started writing book two of. The- <laughs> <laughs> you got the mojo. Keep going. <laughs> I know, and it's like, but it's like I have a deadline with with Homestead. I actually That's true, have to, yeah. With with this, it can just go. So I'm I'm forcing myself now to refocus on Homestead. I've got, uh, I think four episodes done, or close to done. So I need to get the rest to a point where I can like go back and refresh everything. Cause mm-hmm. we, we're going to start recording that season in January. So I've only got so, so much time, you know, to try and get the whole, uh, the whole season, at least skeletoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but yeah, it's like, I kind of found this place and it's interesting too, because it was easy writing that because Travis, Danny and I had given so much to those characters. So the story of the floater brothers <laughs> is a very long one, but it was really plain red dead online that mm -hmm. fleshed out those characters and we gave them distinct personalities and we started giving them backstories. So there's a lot of jokes in the books that you may not get right away because you weren't there playing the game with us, but over the series, you will start to get the jokes because I yeah. put enough breadcrumbs down that, you know, like there's, there's this ongoing thing about Mexico. I know what happens in Mexico, but I'm never going to say. So people who read it will, you know, maybe if it blows up and something, I'll go to a comic con or something and people will ask in Mexico and I will just give them the joke. We don't talk about Mexico. <laughs> what happens in Mexico? <laughs> but yeah, Travis and I sat down because it's, it's Travis's. The first book focuses on Travis's character of Phil and, um, the whole idea for the first novel, each book focuses on a single character and the love of their life. And so the first, the first book is called uh, Miss Catherine Morgan and the Strawberry Inferno. And each book after that has a similar context. It's the woman and then something very bad. Um, but I think if I finish this one and then move on to like the next collection, I want to focus on like some sort of deed that they do, you know, something that they're pretty well known for, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was like, once I got the first tile, I was like, okay, now I have the formula. Now I know exactly <laughs> how each one is going to go. And I think that's what made it so easy to write. It's mm -hmm. because it's like, look, this is not rocket science. It's a formula. It's, it's a pulp novel. It's not going to be a bestseller. It's just going to be something fun and quick for someone who might like something funny, something kind of Western, you know, that they can just read quick and have a lot of fun doing it. That's yeah. my hope for it. Um, and that's, that's what I did when I was writing it. Um, but, and I was telling Travis, like when I finished it, it kind of, it was weird that it took on its own sort of life, you know? And I think that's why I was so proud of it because it did take on its own life as I was. Yeah. Doing. And honestly, I think out again, outside of Homestead, this is the first original piece that I've ever finished. Good. So I'm proud of you. Now it makes me want to do the other one so I can actually skin <laughs> it all together. But again, it took it, it from start to finish. It took about two months working off and on with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it went fast and, um, I kind of set a goal for myself to finish it by before this past weekend, because I was going to get Travis to read it because he does this great old timey Western. He reads like Sam Elliott. Oh, nice. So I was hoping that he would read it. It didn't happen, which is fine, but I did meet my goal of finishing it before. So um, I'm hoping Travis will read it. Cause then uh, I'll sit down and, and with him and, go over it and take notes and stuff like that. But the idea is that uh, I want to turn it into like an, uh, an audio book slash play. So yeah. like Travis, I want Travis to read it 
but I'm going to have the characters read their own lines. And I'm going to have like background stuff, but it's going to be mm-hmm. like, you know, so, so that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that might happen pretty soon. Uh, awesome. depends though. I need, like I said, I want to go back over it and kind of the last two chapters I feel are rushed. So I want to go back and stretch them out and, and play with those last two chapters. But, um, yeah, creatively, it, it was just the more I think about it, the more surprising it was to me about how quickly mm-hmm. it came out. And that was you, know? you changing your style from formatting or from outlining everything to not. Yeah. I mean, typically, whenever I've written anything, I kind of have a rough outline and I always have the caveat. It's like things can change because as yeah. you write, you come up with ideas and you're like, hey, this would be great. And you might actually go back and rewrite rewrite some stuff you you've already written and that then you have to go and change the whole outline because that idea changes the whole story so i i kind of you know i always have an ebb and flow with it and it's like okay so this is my basic story this is my outline and even with each season of homestead i sit down and i write a quick outline and it's basically i bullet point the chapters and these are the things that i want to happen in each chapter You know, and this this upcoming chapter, I've had to change so much because I keep getting different ideas. And there was I was going to do a whole episode in the Three Crowns camp. I scrapped the idea because, A, it would it would interrupt the flow of the season. And it would be kind of a a, a shock to the system for for our listeners because they don't know any of those characters, you know. So it would be it would be weird. Uh, number two, it it wasn't going to help the season. Mm-hmm. So it would be fun to do, and maybe we can do it as like its own thing. Um, so I haven't like completely given up on it, but I need to uh, I need to think about it some more, and maybe it'll be something between the seasons. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but at this point, it's it's something that I just kind of set aside because. I want to focus on the main arc of the story. And there's some yeah. really good stuff, uh, especially for your character coming up. Um, Ooh, exciting. I, put, uh, I think it's episode two. Yeah, I think it's episode two. Um, I, um, I put together an episode that I think is very solid and could be uh, pretty scary. It's going to be, I think it's going to push everyone emotionally, um, but especially for your character, it's it is uh, it's this amazing challenge, and um, it's great because uh, Nicole she doesn't think she can step up to this challenge. I mean, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's someone's life in her hands, quite literally, and she's not trained for it. She's not ready for it. But it's like she's all they it's got. Here. So. Mm-hmm. She does it and it works out, but it's like, I mean, the stuff that I wrote in there and not just for Nicole, but for all the characters, uh, I think is pretty powerful. So I'm really anxious to see how that, that plays out again. I, it's not quite finished, but it's very close. Um, or maybe it is, I don't know. I'll have to look, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's again, just like, uh, um, with, episodes I've written in the past, it's one I'm really looking forward to. I kind of wish it wasn't happening so early. Um, 
but I'm excited for it. And it, again, it, it fits and it, it helps the rest of the season. So yeah. For radio hour, we have ideas and plans and storylines that aren't going to happen for two more years. Oh yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. And then um, we just had our, we just had like a big milestone episode and Jimmy has been waiting to record and perform that for five years. So yeah, <laughs> so I am, it'll all get there eventually. <laughs> we have uh, again, Danny and Travis helped me out with the stories. I mean, I write everything, but Danny and Travis—that's why they get story credit because without them, mm-hmm. I don't think yeah uh, the stories would be as good as they are. And it's we we know the end of Homestead. We know exactly mm-hmm. like it's that the end episode is about halfway written. Um, so, um, and we have the next four to five seasons, depending on how things go, um, really well mapped out. Like I know, I know what's going to happen, uh, next season, the season after. And we have this, this whole arc that especially in the last season, uh, is going to be, really powerful uh i think but again we're it, it, especially starting next season i have to start planting the seeds for all of that yeah i have to start you know certain things have to happen in order for the stuff that we're gearing for to happen so it's like uh even even like i said the the episode with nicole that's planting a seed for stuff that's coming you know so, um, and it's, it's kind of, at least for me, it's kind of hard to like be that subtle, you know, mm-hmm. but oh, it, I understand <laughs> I'm yeah, not it, subtle. <laughs> it won't be until like you hear the whole thing. You're like, oh, they were all the way back there. They were looking at that, you know? So, um, it's, it's interesting to me and it's, it's, it's hard, especially since I'm the only one writing it. Um, to kind of remember that stuff but again like i have all the scripts so i can go back through and go what what did i say what was that guy's name or when did this happen exactly because i need to know you know um and i don't have any of the future seasons mapped out yet i feel like this would be the perfect segue for one of those ads for like those world creator (laughs) 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 keep your character sheets in line with Ah, and I'm blanking on the name of it, but like, I just feel like that's the perfect segue. Have you had the chance? There is a, uh, I think I got rid of it because it wasn't that fun, but uh, let me just check and see. There is a, um, yeah, I think I got rid of it. Damn it. I can look it up though. So there's this thing that you can uh, play with that it's, it's like an AI generated story. Oh, so like, I've seen stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I, started, music. I started playing with it and the AI was like, I was fighting the AI to get the story I wanted. Yeah. The AI was making my character do all this weird stuff. I was like, no, I wanted to do this stuff. And the AI was like, fuck you, we're doing this. <laughs> so I ended up writing more than the AI. And I was like, well, I'm wasting my, I should just write my own story. <laughs> That would be a fun challenge. Like all of us just bring a one page story 
where we feed an AI <laughs> and then we read dramatic readings. So you know what? I will find out what it is again because I know where to get the link. Similar to like the Mad Libs almost. It, it is. It's really weird. So let me find that. I'll send it to everyone. And then maybe next week or the week after, we can all bring our stories. <laughs> our AI-driven stories. Yeah. It'll give me a chance to play with it again and, and figure out like the basics of it so I can give everyone. And then, and then what we might do is like the challenge is you just let the AI write it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you feed in a couple, you, you get like 10 lines to write in or something. Again, let me figure out how it works again because it's been a couple months since I played with it. But then, yeah, we can all, okay, what is That'd your AI story? Uh, <laughs> so. I and it might be something that it, it gets stretched out over a yeah. while because the stories could get pretty long. A little crazy. <laughs> so that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I owe a script for Radio Hour, and I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, Do you need help writing so... it? I'm really good at writing stuff. You are really good at writing stuff. I, I but, wrote a novella. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you did. So I think you should release them one at a time and then release the bundle and then <laughs> keep going. Tell you what, you read it over your three-day weekend and you give me notes on it and we'll discuss, okay? You have, oh, yeah, send me the whole thing because I think I only have it's, the first It's the same pages. thing, yeah. You oh, could go on the, yeah. Link. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's the, you sent me like the living, breathing document. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping to get notes from Travis. It'd be great to get notes from you. Uh, the more eyes I have on it to uh, give me some, some, their thoughts might help me be a better writer. Of course. See, like things like this, um, <clears throat> at least for, for me and a lot of people that I know, um, a lot of this stuff is very collaborative. You know, you have to be able to have people like you have to be open enough to listen to other people. You have to be um, secure enough in, in yourself to take criticism, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. And it's like, it's a hard thing for your friends to be like, Hey, this part needs work even if you're saying it nicely it's like in my ears i always think i sound like a bitch so, <laughs> but you know what actually helped me with that i wrote harry potter fan fiction for a bunch of years um the first time i did it, it was just for me it was an experiment to see if i could finish a story mm -hmm. you know so i came up with an idea wrote it and posted it up on a website was shocked when I got anyone reading it. I, I was like, because I had gone on the site, I'd read lots of stuff. There's like tons of talented writers. There's tons of shit writers. And I figured I put myself kind of more towards the shit writing. It wasn't a great story. It wasn't a great premise. But for me, it was an experiment. And it worked. I finished it. I finished it in like a month. So I was like, okay. But then I just kept writing. I kept getting ideas for stories and I kept writing and mm -hmm. my audience kind of grew and it ended up becoming to where like I was like one of the premier writers, like people were talking about my writing on forums. Yeah. And stuff. And, That's awesome. And here's the twist, like uh, the, the people who would review the story on the site, all of them fairly nice. I had a lot of trolls and stuff, too. That was fine. Where I got the most honest feedback was actually Googling my my writer name and looking on forums. And most people hated it. And it was like, okay, 
but it was easy to tell the trolls from the people who were yeah. being critical. And it was like, okay. And the it was the critical ones that I paid attention to, mm-hmm. you know, cause I mean, it was like, okay, yeah. Troll, 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 troll. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think of that. And again, I also went into it with, I'm not a professional writer. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. writing fan fiction. So everything they say, trolls or otherwise, take with a whole big barrel of salt. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people are trolls because they can't write. Yeah, those who can't. And I had, it was the weirdest teach. thing for me was having people write to me and ask for advice on their writing. Oh, wow. and I had to. I I always said, look, I'm happy to help you, but understand, I'm not a writer. I just do this for fun. And, and then people would say, oh, I can't write. I was like, I can't either. I think there's a writer in, in everyone, but you don't know until you try. So just if you have an idea, write it. It's, it may turn out to be garbage mm-hmm. or it may be amazing. So it's free to start a blog. It was, you don't need to be published. What was really funny is when people were taking my work and posting it as their own. That's where things got weird. (laughs) It's probably a lot more since it's been years since I've posted up anything, but I did have uh, this guy in England reach out to me and have me part of his fan fiction podcast. So I got to talk about that stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Um, Plus I talked to someone from England. So, Um, but I think because of that exercise, um, I think it's helped me. Right. I think I'm, I think, uh, because of that, I'm a better comedy writer with the skits that Travis and I put together. I think it's helped me write, uh, good stuff in Homestead. And I really think it helped me with the saga of the floater brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I have it in me to write something even better, but I want to finish the floater brothers. first. Yeah. Most because you're obviously excited about it too, yeah. so you have and, that and momentum. That's always the big thing. I think yeah. if you start losing excitement for something, the quality is going to start waning. You know, well, even if like even if there's something you love, you're going to have bad days with it. So it's also like there's also a skill to separating: do I hate this or am I just having a bad day? Well, and it's also too. I'm in this position where it's not published, so it's fluid. Like I could mm-hmm. give it a few years and come back and go, Hey, there was a really good nugget in here and, you know, build on that. I, I do it all the time. I just did it the other day. I was going through one of my, I was looking through my Google drive and I found like, you know, I keep a lot of story ideas on there and I found one that I had started writing. It was like, there's a really good nugget in here, but everything about this needs to change. And I just started writing. Um, it will probably never see the light of day, but, um, I was trying to think of like, okay, this is a great little scene, but what is the full story of this? So uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll go back to it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But yeah, I think right now my focus really needs to be on Homestead and then I can go back to Floater Brothers. But I'm also not like forcing myself. Like if the muse isn't there for one, yeah, then I try the other. Yep. So, and some days it's great and some days it's not. But yeah, I've, with the floater brothers book one's done book two is on its way. Um, I've got the first chapter started. Um, 
And again, I know exactly how it's going to go. So I just need to sit down and, and start writing it. But we are close to the end of the hour. That was fast. You made it. Yay. <laughs> um, so yeah, let me find that site. I'll send it to everyone on the the messenger. And uh, hopefully we can figure out, maybe next week when everyone's back, we can sit down as a group and figure out uh, if we want to do this and like what our deadline is. Cool. I like it. Until then, I hope everyone has a great week. Stay yes. cool. Stay out of trouble. Stay if you safe, can't stay, stay out of healthy. trouble, don't get caught. Yes, please. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Let let your muse run wild. Go forth with creative reckless abandon. So saith Menstrata. Ha <laughs> ha! Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.